0: If you listen to Trump from March 12th or whenever the dip was, uh, the bottom, you'd be up 30% now, at least. Welcome to The Last 15 with Safe and Amin. Join us as we talk about the stock market, the economy, the latest headlines, and our daily lives, recorded live during the last 15 minutes of the market and posted right after the closing bell.
1: This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Safe and mean may retain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.
0: Amin, welcome back to The Last 15 with and Amin. How's it going? What an exciting day in the markets, another green day, two green days in a row, as I predicted. (laughs) What are your thoughts? Was that the case? I don't know. If you go back to Monday's episode, I'm pretty sure I was uh, pretty excited about the markets, but I said we're going to close
1: red for the week. I still think that's going to be the case.
0: It's only Wednesday.
1: And you said red overall, so it's going to be, what, a 3% dip on Friday?
0: So, I guess, let's go over the markets right now. The Dow is up 1.5%, S&P is up 1.7%, and Nasdaq, tech-heavy Nasdaq. Can you believe this? I can't believe the numbers I'm seeing here. Nasdaq is up 2%.
1: Yeah, Facebook alone is up almost
0: 7%. There's some incredible stuff we're seeing and the VIX is still around uh, 28. So maybe we can just uh, remind our listeners uh, about the VIX and, and what the VIX uh, really represents.
1: Right, so the VIX essentially, um, well, it's a measure of pain or fear in the market. So at a higher nut value uh, for the VIX, you're seeing more volatility, um, more fear in the market. And it's an instrument that can only be used, um, it's an, you can only buy it as an option, and you can pretty much use it as a hedge against your portfolio. So if you're long stocks, and you think the market's going to be volatile, and perhaps there's more downside risk, but you're in it for the long term, you can buy some VIX options and kind of hedge your portfolio that way.
0: Okay, so get this. Long, short, uh, VIX futures are at a multi-year low right now. So a, a lot of the speculative stock players are basically giving up on uh, speculating uh, using the VIX. What does that tell you?
1: Um, it's not good news. If, if, if I mean, that means... The way, I, the way that translates in my head is that uh, there's more downside risks so VIX is more likely to go up. That's what the market... Things or that's what the sentiment is.
0: But wouldn't you expect the VIX to be higher if be. there was more risk of the market going up
1: or down? Right, but it's it's a snapshot in time, right? It's about how the just, how the market people is doing aren't today.
0: willing to bet. Yeah,
1: on either direction. But I mean, I, I mean, historically speaking, twenty eight is is very is very, relatively high. I mean, you're comparing it to 50 or 60 that we've seen last month, but 28 is is double the normal <clears throat> levels we've had throughout 2018 and 2019.
0: I know. I just love how 28 is a normal number for us now, and we're kind of exci- yeah. excited about it. Yeah. So I saw an article here on uh, CNBC that new coronavirus cases uh, around the world have jumped by the largest number ever in a single day. Really? Exactly. Uh So the number of newly reported cases worldwide jumped more than 100,000 new cases in the last 24 hours alone. Wow.
1: Do you think that's just
0: because we're testing more?
1: uh, That's one aspect, but... I mean... What's the other aspect? I mean, that was the case last week. I, I think... Well. Um, all, all throughout the world now, the social distancing measures are more lenient than they were last week. A lot of co- economies are opening up. I mean, right now, I'm in Vancouver, and if you go out on the street, you know, the, the malls are open. Um, they're not as busy as they used to be. Um, people are just living their normal lives. You know, they're respecting social distancing, distancing to a sense, but you can't really do much.
0: I just find it so, hilarious that now the Who is been is, is uh you the Who is the the World Health Organization. Yeah. has been warning world leaders that there can be no going back to business as usual. Weren't they the ones saying that there shouldn't be travel <laughs> restrictions?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know, man. This I don't Dude, know. What it's gonna anymore. it's gonna
0: be a very tough time for the Who after all this is over, if it's ever over because the US I think uh funds a significant portion of their budget and trump has pretty much taken that away
1: yeah but i mean another president will come back and everything will be sorted out so i think i think we'll be okay
0: so speaking of taking things away from people uh some exciting news today for me uh a little less exciting for you and chinese companies (laughs) (laughs) so I think, I think, I didn't read into it. It was just a screenshot that you actually sent uh, as a talking point uh, in preparation for the podcast. So now Chinese companies are no longer allowed to be listed on U.S. exchanges. Uh, Can you uh, provide some more details about that?
1: No. So they're, they're passing a bill. The, The bill has not been approved. Um, but that's the plan. I mean, you pretty much try to pass anything in the Senate or the House, but, um, I mean, if that happens, that, that's going to be, you know, I, I, that's not good news for, like, the global markets overall or, like, the relationships between the United States and China. Do you, um, do they, you they, think they, what happened? We, we obviously talked
0: a lot on the podcast about this. Uh, I haven't been silent about my views about uh, Chinese companies cooking their books. Do you think what happened with Luckin Coffee was the straw that broke the camel's back when it no. comes to Chinese companies being listed on uh, beautiful U.S. exchanges?
1: No, I don't think so. Um, what do you think
0: led to this then? Um,
1: it's perhaps it's um, I I don't know. Maybe I, I can't tell if it's mainly because of that. Um Maybe if the SEC does not trust, you know, all the filings coming out of China or because of the U.S. trying to, you know, have more strict measures against China. So it's it's pretty hard to tell at this point, but I don't think the SEC is involved in this. But we'll have to find yeah, out. Yeah, but
0: if, if they make it harder for the American citizens to invest in Chinese companies, where do you think that money is going to go?
1: Yeah. I mean, it's going to stay in locally or go somewhere else. But the U.S. has more to lose than China, in my opinion. So I wouldn't play that game.
0: What would the U.S. lose by not allowing Chinese companies to be listed on their uh,
1: exchanges? Like what, exchange fees? A couple cents for every trade? No. So it's the ripple effect, right? So it's kind of like last week with trump sending out his tweets and comments then china retaliates with saying okay we won't buy boeing we won't do this we won't do that so there's so many china has so many ways to harm the u.s as opposed to the u.s the the u.s needs china more than china needs the united states let's put it that way
0: okay but basically if you want billions in the u.s to be invested in u.s companies i think the bare minimum for Chinese companies to be listed in the U.S. is for them to not to be fraudulent. And how, how are you going to prove that without like some serious accounting forensics? And I don't think the U.S. has the capability to carry this out.
1: Right, but I mean, every investor, you know, you can, you can buy, it's kind of like buying a risky stock, right, that can go up 300% or, you know, crash and go to zero. How do you protect that investor? any any average investor can log into their and in their broker's app and just buy any stock they want. You can't really control that.
0: That's true I guess you can you can buy on the uh, Chinese exchanges directly, but I yeah. think you, you know the US has a lot of stupid rules to try and protect people from losing money like the uh, day trading rule <laughs> where if you have an account under $25,000 you can only conduct a certain number of trades per week. Really? Yeah, and as soon as you get up over twenty five thousand dollars, you can make however many trades you want, because apparently if you have twenty five thousand dollars and you're in the market, they can trust you.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like you can't invest in a startup unless you're uh, you have at least two hundred fifty thousand dollars or a million dollar. Your net worth is equivalent to at least a million dollars. My question is, yeah.
0: if you if you are holding shares of say Baba or JD or some other scammy company, and they get delisted. What happens to your shares? Yeah. Um, So I think Baba and JD are both down right now on that news. So it's not like you can just get out of it now. Uh, I mean, you can get out, but it'll be at a loss, which is not fair. Yeah.
1: So I I think the way it's going to work is um, they'll probably announce the time like the date when they're going to be delisted. So it it'll probably be two months out to three months out or a year out. And you can pretty much sell your shares if you need to, or the company can buy them back.
0: Yeah. Uh, but I don't, it, don't you think there. that'll negatively affect the stock price leading yeah, up sure. to the delistment, which, yeah. which is not really reflective of the business.
1: True. But you can say, you can say that you can say the same thing about, um, you know, reverse splits. Right for a stock absolutely it, the, yeah, it doesn't really change the business, you just have more shares or less shares so this and, and it, nine times out of ten, the stock price goes down, right so yeah, I guess, so I just saw
0: this. Tesla's apparently raising the price of full self-driving by a thousand dollar hairs worldwide, so as you know, autopilot, which includes Traffic-aware cruise control, auto steer, lane centering, uh, a navigate on autopilot, automatic lane change, automatic parking, summon and smart summon, and the traffic and stop sign control reading. They're raising the price of that for a thousand dollars. Yeah, I mean, if um... you were purchasing a Tesla, would you uh, would you go for the
1: full self driving option or would you? Uh... Full self-driving for sure, but I'm not getting an incentive anymore from the government.
0: I'm sure, I'm or, sure that'll come back.
1: Yeah, it's gonna be, I don't think it's going to be as attractive as it was back in the day. Well, when you account inflation and stuff, it never is, right?
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, one of our favorite stocks finally resumed trading today. Luckin Coffee. One? Oh my god. It has been halted. I think this is the longest the stock has been halted as far as I've been in the market, which has been a very, very long time—about four right. years. Right. Well, the,
1: or so. the CEO, the CEO had to step down. Was it, or was he fired?
0: I don't know. He should be in jail. But he should be in jail. <laughs> the stock was finally unhalted, and it was down forty percent. Hmm. What? What? Uh, from your perspective, as someone who has been on the other side of a halt what do you think was going through the minds of investors of Luckin coffee the past 3 weeks <laughs> as uh, the stock was halted and, and this news was coming out and like I, I i'm surprised it didn't open up 100%
1: no i mean it's, okay, it's, it's, it's going to be worth a company. yeah it's worth something but it's, i mean i wouldn't be surprised if it was down 80% so it's a write off for me at that point If you're down 80%, the stock has to go by, what, like 400%, 500% to make up for the difference. Okay,
0: but do you think it's worth it to pick up some shares at this uh, pre-IPO price? Because right right now, there is some value to the company, right? And right now, it's at a
1: value that's pre-book cooking. Yeah, but I mean, okay, so... In market terms, this is an event, but we like the the company doesn't have a lot of history. We don't know if it has a strong moat. We don't know. We for sure know that it doesn't have strong management. So, if you don't, we don't know if it has a strong moat. You can't protect it with strong management. There's no intellectual IP or anything. Uh, so. so uh,
0: well yeah, I mean all I have doesn't, to say Doesn't to that seem that attractive. You're you're buying a company that cooked their books and, and is in the process of getting delisted as we talked about earlier today, right. being Chinese well, let, and
1: all. Let's put it this way. It's uh, it's speculation, right? So I wouldn't you you can't call it an investment. Yeah, so yeah, you would go definitely ahead and be a buy gamble. it, but you're speculating. Yeah.
0: So I think one of the uh, first airlines to go uh, down the nationalized route is uh, not a U.S. airline, surprisingly. Lufthansa. Really? Did I pronounce that correctly? Yeah, Lufthansa. Lufthansa. Uh, So (laughs) they apparently received $9 billion by the German government in exchange for 25% of the company. Hmm. They're a a quarter nationalized now. Lufthansa. Yeah, that's
1: a decent chunk. Well, Trump said the airlines were in good shape this week. I think yesterday.
0: <laughs> I like when Trump speculates about uh, different stocks, but you know he hasn't yeah, been I... wrong. If you listen to Trump from March twelfth or whenever the dip was, uh, the bottom, you'd be up thirty percent now at least.
1: Yeah, I think yeah, you could, yeah. Overall, everybody was up if you bought in on in March, but uh, yeah, it's uh, what was I going to say. Delta Airlines, they're so. um, Some of their routes, they're opening up new routes. Well, the the ones that they had closed a few months before. So that's good news. So there's going to be more, more flights. There's perhaps a little small increase in demand. They're opening up more
0: routes. Doesn't necessarily mean people are going to travel.
1: Yeah, but they would open them up for a reason, right?
0: Yeah, well, I guess. But, I mean, I, I'm sure they're not out there uh, measuring uh, real-time demand, you know?
1: <laughs> For sure. But I, I forget. I, I think it was uh, the CEO came out last week and said that they're going to be a break-even. Was it Q1 safe or Q2 next year?
0: I thought the, I thought you said by the end of Q2 2021.
1: Yeah, that's, that doesn't seem and, so bad. And that
0: got me a, a little bit excited, uh, uh, a little bit erect. Because I was thinking maybe this is a company <laughs> Jeez, I want to own. Oh now. my
1: god! <laughs> right. But, um uh, yeah, I mean, we it, like we haven't seen airlines approach the lows or test the lows, um, at least for Delta and United and the major airlines. And I'm fine with that. I
0: think the the initial reaction more than took care of uh, what's actually happening. You know. Yeah. But as we are approaching the last two minutes of the market on this Wednesday, the twentieth of May, two thousand and twenty, day one hundred and fifty of this pandemic, whatever it is, I lost track. The Dow is up one, the S, one point seven percent, and Nasdaq is up uh, another two percent, and this is on the heels of this beautiful article I read in the Wall Street Journal, non-subscription article, about the number of unpaid <laughs> credit card accounts increasing by 10,000% from a year ago. 10,000?
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> that's insane. So, that that's right. That's that's alarming. You look at the numbers and they they do not look good by any means. By any means. But then you look at the stock market and everything is perfect. Everything's okay. So and that that's why I'm concerned.
0: Lenders in April had nearly fifteen million credit cards in financial hardship programs such as deferral programs. Three million auto loans were included in these hardships. And the numbers have surged from a year ago by ten thousand percent. Couple that yeah. with unemployment, clearly the benefits are not working.
1: Well, I mean, you can only do so much. Also, I think the, number, the saving rate is up 14%. Well, to two 14% across the United States. And the U.S. never saves. And then I think the number was around 3 or 4%. So like, the, whole, the whole reason for these stimulus checks is to encourage spending. When they're spending, you kind of keep the economy afloat. and There's more confidence. But if you're just saving that money, then it defeats the purpose, really.
0: So in the past week, American Express is up 14%, MasterCard is up 11%, and Visa is up 9%. They're probably excited about people uh, returning to the retail side and spending more money, but people aren't going to be paying their bills. What can I say? Yeah. All right. Uh, Last15pot at gmail.com. We didn't get any listener questions today or comments. Maybe we'll do that on Friday. For sure. What are your thoughts on the market between now and Friday? Do you think we continue this? We stay flat, or do you think something? Tomorrow, right, We're expecting some unemployment tomorrow. Uh, claims. Yeah, but
1: the market is gonna ignore that completely, as it, as it has for the past seven weeks. It would be different if it didn't. <laughs> yeah. So my my hopes is that uh, my hope is that um, the market remains flat. And closes closes around twenty nine twenty nine fifty by Friday. Um, is it over, overvalued? Yes. But I'd rather have it there because you don't really want another 5% dip at this point. So the S&P just closed at the highest
0: since early March oh as my God. Facebook and Amazon hit new records. That was up 300 points. It's a beautiful market. But I am waiting for a red day to sell some uh, beautiful cash-secured puts. Same and here. Until that day, we'll talk to you guys then. Take care.